Sanchez, you are listening to Haret Anolad on air, this is a live program. Um, today, Be'ezat um, Hashem, we have a special program for you. And uh, let me to remind you, dear listeners, that uh, our radio show of Haret Anolad <coughs> is uh, actually destined for you, parents and teachers, educators that actually facing uh, in the day-to-day um, in a discipline problems or maybe um, in other issues. And this is the reason of my uh, program. So uh, let me to make a recommendation for you to start and send your, sending your questions um, via email or via um, text or even you can uh, send us uh, your questions or um, your command um, via to be with us in the phone line on air. So um, our phone number for you, dear listeners, if you want to be with us um, on air, is uh, 718 5858. I repeat, 718-683-5858. You can be, uh, you can get your turn right now. Uh, you leave your phone number and uh, your name, and Be'ezat Hashem, um, Iran will call you back when it's time. And uh, the easiest way uh, to send us uh, your questions, you can uh, write it down. Uh, please make it short, uh, via text message. Our phone number for texting is 347-927-8398. I repeat the number for text, 347-927-8398. And if you want to elaborate your question or your commands, uh, you can write us um, an email. My email address is abrahameducation at gmail.com, abrahameducation at gmail.com. And let me to remind you that you can uh, keep send us your questions all over the week. And Bezat Hashem, uh, if we have time, I shall write you back uh, the answer. Well, today, the listeners, I would like to speak about um, something that we can see that is getting very enormous, and we can find it in a lot of places, and this issue actually getting wider and wider, and I'm talking about the depression. Um, you can see a lot of people in depress, and even if they doesn't have a medical diagnostic um, that they have uh, depression, but actually, um, there is a lot of people out there that they feel inside very sad, very alone, and they don't know why. What actually is the barrier that blocks them from the world outside? They make him to, you know, to retreat inside themselves, and they don't know why. And actually, what we call in Hebrew Atzvut, the sadness, is issue that's getting wider and wider, and it's getting extend 
and we don't know why. Even the science knows today to speak about the issue of um, the richness, when people getting rich and they have a lot of uh, devices, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, technology, new technology uh, uh, devices. And today they feel that, and they know that actually as long as you have uh, more new stuff, more new things, you're getting to be said more and more, and they don't know why. What is the Jewish explanation for this issue? And how actually it makes very great influence about our children, and actually how we can raise up a new generation that they will be happy, they will be meushar, we say in Hebrew, they will be happy in their life without needing uh, materialistic uh, uh, things. How we can do that? And actually, how we're dealing with, with the, the depression. Now, one more important point is that this issue actually getting started to be shown outside um, in teenagers. Um, you know, not too long ago, you can find um, the description of teenagers was um, with very very activity, they hurry to their business, they want, you know, to conquer the world. That was um, 20 years ago, or maybe 30 years ago. But now in our days, it's getting upside down. You can see teenagers, one of the, the things that define the teenagers is the depression. And you ask yourself, why all your future is just in your front? Why are you so sad, like you're 60 years old or maybe 70 years old? You are not in the end of the life. You have a lot of dreams to, to make it come true. So why are you so sad? And why actually they feel so depressed? Um, well, the, this is uh, the most critical question, and we would like to deal with this issue. Uh, but this just was, you know, uh, the first line, the headlines of, uh, of this radio show. Now, dear listeners, you can start send us your texts and your emails, and you can be with us on air. Now we are going to a small musical break, and right after that, we shall start to explain this issue of depression and how to dealing with it and how to raise a happy children. Bevakasha. We ask from Iran to play some uh, vocal music for us. Well, we have some technical issue. We wait for Iran. Thank you very much. Ma 
Hi, dear listeners. We're here back with you. Uh, you're listening to our a lot. And I've been asked to remind you, if you want to tell your friends to listen to Hararet Anolad live, um, our hotline is 712-432-4217. Or you have one more phone number for listening live, 718-506-7000. So let your friends know about our radio show. Well, we promised to talk about the depression. Why? You can see a lot of people, and adults, and even teenagers, and you can find them, they retreat inside themselves. They don't want to talk about their life. They don't, you know, you don't see them active activities. And they always um, feel so bad, so down low, and you don't know why. By the Torah, I would like to, first of all, to explain, to give you the, um, the Torah explanation for this issue. By the Torah, we know the human nature actually based on four basic powers. And it's going um, by four levels. The lowest level is the dirt, the sand, afar in Hebrew. Yesod ha'afar, the base of the afar inside our heart. Afar means that this is the source of our laziness. We have no power to do things. We wore to turn from side to side on the bed instead of do something to be active. Um, higher than it is the yesod, is the base of the water, maim, yesod ha-maim, the source of the water inside our human nature. When we're talking about... Um, mind about the water, we have to know that um, the feature of water is ta'avot, the desires for material pleasures. We want money, and we want great food, and we want a great bed, and we want all the ta'anugia olamazeh all the pleasures of this world, the material pleasures. This is based of the water. Higher than it is the wind. Yesod haruach. This is the base of the wind. The wind is the power to make the choice. We spoke about it, I think, I think two programs ago. The ruach, the wind, the base of the wind in our human nature is the power to making choice, to stand strong in contrast to our lower desires. And the highest base of the human nature 
is the fire, Yesod Ha'esh. The Rambam elaborate all this issue, if you want to, to see it inside, in Sefer Madah. The fire is the power to getting higher and higher, to be more important and more important to be better and better. This is the highest level of the personality. That's why you can see when you're lighting the candles, even if you take the candle and you make it upside down, you can see the flame of it still desire to be up. The gravity doesn't control the flame of the fire. It means that each one of us has the powers in any situation of life to actually be in desire to be up and up. Now, what is the source of the depression by the Torah? The source of, depre- of depression is the lowest one, the afar, the dirt. Dirt, the sand, this is the root of the depression. And you can see it in the nature. The only thing without any movement is the dirt, is the sand, is the afar. We say in the tefillah. In the end of every tefillah we say, I wish my personality to be like the dirt. So even if someone stepping on my hand, on my head, I will not respond. I will not get in fight with him. So the afar is the symbol of unmovement, of something that is domain. It's always standing at the same status. Let's see what is the features of depressed personality. A person in depressed, the first thing that you can see outside that he is becoming to be lazy. All his movements getting easy slowly and slowly. You know, the way how he is walking, expressing his depression. He walks so slow, so slump, because he feels there is no hope, there is no future, there is no reason why to live the life. That's what he feels inside. And actually... It's not just the teenagers. There are a lot of adults, parents, even teachers, even persons that have very respected job outside. But what's going on inside their heart is very sad. They feel sadness. Maybe they try to put it out, to put it in a corner. Do not attend it. But in the end of the day, when they come home, 
when they come back home. And they lay down on a bed. Now they feel all the depression of the day comes in very huge impact. And we ask why. Depression source is the dirt, the dirt base, is so that I found in our soul. Now the science actually hesitancy in this issue because they don't know, they didn't know what is the source of it. Why should people be in depressed? Depressed, we all know. Depression actually leads us to death. We know depressed person getting sick when they youngers they're getting sick early, early, and they get their death early. We know today there's some sickness that doctors don't even, you know, in their bad imagination, they didn't even could imagine that some young people could be sick in, in, in those kinds of sickness at this age. And they always surprising the doctors. Why? Research shows that the source of it is depression. When people is in depression, he feels that there is no hope, there is no light in the end of the tunnel. There is no reason what to live the life. So they're getting sick, and depression leads us to death. Now science asks, why? So all the experts try to get the reason. What is the conclusion you know? They say, you know why people desire to death? Because in a person, in a personality, there is the power of death. That's it. So what? So what? <laughs> This conclusion actually expressing the question more lightly. They didn't get an answer. Why should person wants to be in to lead himself to death? Because we all know that depression leads us to death. So why we are in depression? So they say because in a personality there is of power of death. So what? Now let's speak openly. Why actually people, they, despite their knowledge, the depression leads us to death. So why we don't just try to, es to escape the depression? Why we actually embrace the depression, and if you don't believe it, you can see all people around you. Look at their face. They're not happy, even if they're rich, or maybe because they're rich. So why should people be in depression? It's not make sense. Well, the answer is that actually nobody of us realize or notice 
or pay attention that he actually going to be in depression. We're doing it without notice. And I would like to extend this issue. You know that the explanation of Chaim, life, the explanation of Chaim by the Torah is movement. The symbol of something that is life is the movement. Look at our body. If you see body of someone, that he is not in movement, maybe he is asleep, but you can check his heart. You can put your ear on his heart, and it's listening. So you know he's still alive. But when a body has no any response, any movement, even a little one, even deep inside, now you know that he is dead. The symbol of the life is the movement. Now by the Kabbalah, we have to know that as long as you in movement, you active, you actually feel that you life. You can test yourself. How do you feel if you sit on a chair in the center of your house without doing anything? Sit on a chair. You're not tired. This is not a real chair. You are in health. But someone tells you, you have to sit here for two hours. You can get crazy. You cannot sit without doing anything, without make any sound, any movement. People are getting crazy. They cannot do it. So why... When you are driving a car, you can find yourself sit on a chair for a couple hours without doing anything, and you are not feel frustration. Why? What is the differences between sitting in the house or sitting in the in the car? In both of the situation, you are doing nothing. So, what is the difference? You know. Well, the difference is when you're driving a car, there is a lot of movement, of movement in front of your eyes. It's made an illusion that you're actually doing something. You go on. You're developing. You're doing something. It's illusion. Because actually, in a matter of fact, you don't do nothing. So why you don't feel frustration? Just because you have the feeling that you move on. When you see a movement in front of your eyes, automatically it makes the feeling of the life, it's making stronger and stronger. So the source of the life, the root of the life, is the movement. 
Now people ask, how can I raise my child to be happy? I would like to say, first of all, you have to take care that he is will be inactive. I mean, if you see you're 10 years old, walking in a house, or maybe walking from his school bus to the house, and you see him, and he's walking so lazy, and slump, and, you know, without energies, you have to be worried about it. You have to get and use your child to do his acts faster, harder. I mean, you can make a training with your child. When you're walking to the shul or to the shopping mall, or I don't know where you go together, tell him, now I'm walking with you in competition. Let's see which one of us can walk out faster. Not running, just walking, but faster and faster. Teach your child to do his actions faster. So actually, we're starting from the outside action. During the time, it's make a huge influence on his mind, and he will feel that he's doing something. His life, he have he live his life. That's what he will feel during the time. If you see your child, you ask him, go to the bed or go to take a, take a shower. And he's so lazy until he takes his towel and then he forgot his uh, pajama. And then he reminded he needs to do something. And you see that all his, you know, he manages his life very slow and heavy. You have to worry about it. Tell him, look, I want to train you to be happy in your life. I demand you, do your action more fast. Faster and faster. So, we asked in the beginning, what's actually the feature that leads us to be in depression? Depression leads us to death. And we don't, and no one of us wants to die. And we know it's make huge damage to our health when we're always in sadness. So why we cannot break up from the depression? Because we have an illusion that we're doing something, just like driving a car. And now I would like to explain what is thought, what is the base of the water in our life. Um, but right now, before I'm going to uh, explain it, I would like to remind you uh, the ways you can contact us. Um, you can contact us um, via text message. Our phone number for texting is 347 um, 927 
718-683-6888. And if you want to be with us on air, 718-683-5858. And we're actually broadcasting um, through the hotline, 712-432-4217 or 718-506-9099. We're going to a small musical break, and then we should go on with, with our radio show just after the song. Evokasha. Well, 
We back. Um, you're listening to Hawaii Tanolad live. Today is May 7, uh, 2014, and we would like to um, go on with our radio show when we just explained what is the um, you know the concept of depression. Someone which getting depressed. What is the reasons and how to face with it? And I hope. Um, my lecture today is not uh, too much complicated. I do hope so. I would like to believe so. Well, we're talking about the base of the water, Yesod Hamayim. The human nature is divided for four basics, powers, and the second level of the powers inside our personality is the water, Yesod HaMayim, the base of the water. Mayim, water, it's the power of the ta'avot, of the desires for material uh, pleasures. I mean, uh, good food, I mean, good bed, I mean, to go to the sea for swimming, to go to the hotel, to go with trips, Everything like this. This is actually springing from the source of the water. Now, if we're looking at a water, if you show, uh, some, sometimes you can see um, falling down um, of, of uh, water. If you, saw, if, you, if you saw a huge hole of water getting down and it makes very, very noisy. The nature of uh, the water is to make sounds. When they flowing very strongly, they make a huge sound. But if you think logical, you can see that after all these noisy and all these loudy Actually, they hurry up. The water is hurry up. They flowing. But where actually they going? The water going to the lowest and deepest place in the world. They going directly to the dirt, to the afar hole, the the sand. So they very noisy. It's very impressive. If you saw in Canada, we call in Hebrew Mapalea Niagara. I don't know how to say it in English. When you say, when you see that, you can see that um, you can see that they very very noisy. But after all this noise, they going deep down, deep down. So, actually, they hurry up to getting inside the dirt. That's the powers of Tavot, material desires. Hakoach, the power of the Tavot, is to take you and to put you in an illusion that you're actually doing something but actually you always fall down, just like the Niagara Falls, 
you're always going down directly to the dirt, to the base of dirt. This is the base of death. What we see outside, the depression. So even the depressed one, he starts his depression by following his tavot, his desires. The Pasuk says, yevakesh nifrad. Someone who wants to dedicate his life for tavot, for pleasure, for material pleasures in this world, he always asks to be alone. And you can realize that when you want to do something for your fun, for your own fun, you can notice that you wish to be alone. Let's say that some of teenager, um, he bought uh, a new snack, and he want to eat it. If he is not insane, he will not open up this snack in the break in the school when all the students, all his friends is around him because he want to eat it. He wants to eat it. So he wants to eat it alone. So he is looking for a silent corner, and then he ate it all. Because when someone wants to have fun, he wants his own pleasure, he wants to be alone. And even if he, a specific person, doesn't want to be alone, but Chazal tells us, this is the human nature. The human nature of person is when you're dedicating your life for tavot, for desires, you're actually getting far more and more from the society, from the feeling that you are one of the companion of your friends. This is the human nature. And actually, at this point, the, the process of depression is getting started. And as long as you afford yourself to go and dedicate yourself to your tavot, to your material desires, you're actually walking far and far from the society and you actually retreat into yourself and you always feel during the time you start to feel that the world is a very sad place. That's how you see the world. And then the feeling of there's no hope, there's no future, there's no something to be hoped for. This feeling is starting to feel your personality. All kinds of depressions, the point of when it started, it's because of the Tavot. It's because of the Yesoda mind.
the base of the water. So it's represent, it's make a presentation, an illusion that you actually do something. Because let's say that you have a tava, you have a desire to go to swim in the sea or, or, or in the swimming pool. So you actually feel that you are active, that you do something. You package your bag, and you take food, and you take the bus, and you're going to the swimming pool. You actually have an illusion that you are activated, that you are actually doing something. Just like the Niagara Falls, you're always doing something, but this is an illusion. All this loud and noisy is getting to be in the lowest place on earth, the dirt. That's the place you're going to. And then you start to feel sad. Because the Yesoda Afar, the base of the dirt, is getting control of your personality. And when it's getting control, we're in huge problem. So, the summary of our things. We have to know when you raise your child, and you don't want to raise a depressed personality, you have to worry up about his external motions, how he is manage his life. If you see that he is starting to manage his life very slow, and he always wants the tavot, and he wants the pleasures, start with the external movements, external motions. Tell him, let's go for a walk in competition. Let's see who is going faster. And tell him, I'm respecting you. I think that you are a very respected person. You are my personal VIP in my house. And I want you to do all your emotions very respectful. Don't let him to eat from the plate by his fingers. Don't let him do it. Never. Because you want to make, you want to raise a respectful respected person and if you want to do that you have to take care about it that he will make respectful motions outside don't let him put his shirt outside his pants if this is your habit I don't know what is the minahag in your family when the shirt is inside his pants you start to feel that he respected. When he doing when he manage his life in fast um, motions, you start to feel that he taking control of his life. He will not be in depressed. Did you ever think why two generations ago? Is no any depressed personality? Do you know why? Because they didn't have a time to getting into depression. They didn't have the time. Just for making laundry, they they had need 
uh, two days for it. One day to washing it and one day to make it dry. And making food takes so much time. So they didn't have a time to getting into depression. That's the reason. So they always did there is acts very fast. When you getting yourself used to do to manage your life faster and faster, you actually getting yourself the not getting into depression. Because you have no time for tavot, for to be alone, for thinking about what is the next pleasure, what is the next thing, what is the new thing. I know it's difficult to go against all the commercial of the technology new devices, I know, but we have to do what we can do. And the things that it's up to us, we have to take care of that we're actually doing it. Well, the listeners, uh, our phone number, you can keep sending your text messages. Our phone number for your texting, because the next hour is actually dedicate, dedicating for your questions uh, only. So you can keep sending us your text messages, 347-927-8398. And I really want to apologize uh, from our listeners if my lecture today was uh, too complicated. Maybe. I don't know if I did, did uh, the right choice to speak about it. So tell us. What do you think about it? 347-927-8398. Or you can be with us on air, 718 uh, right now, we're going to a small vocal um, break, and then we will be um, with you and with your questions. Bevakasha.
Hi, dear listeners. We're here back with you. You're listening to our Art on a Lot. Here with you, Abraham Varisilai, and this is broadcast is live. And I would like uh, to read uh, your text um, in the second hour of uh, our uh, program. Um, one of the your texting uh, very interesting, and I think that uh, someone who writes it. Uh, actually, um, 
put a focus on very important point that I would like to emphasize. Uh, he writes like this, some people are naturally weaker and energetic, so parents should encourage faster than usual, but make it relative. Very, very interesting and useful. Thank you. Some people need time alone to refill because they get drained from stimulation, for stimulation, not necessary from desires. Um, yes, you're right, and that's the reason I had read your text first. Well, I'm not saying that we don't need to take time for ourselves to be alone. And uh, the total opposite. I mean, someone who has a strong personality must have his time to be along with himself. But it depends on your internal feeling. If you actually feel inside your heart that you are alone and there is no hope and all the society is always against me and I don't feel that I have any desire to be in contact with them at any time as a constant feeling, not for one time or two times a week or something like this, or maybe you're just not in mood and you don't see anyone right now, this is very natural. But if constantly you feel alone and you feel that the world it doesn't understand you, maybe you're actually in depression. So the first step to fix it up is to make your external motions faster. It's actually um, awake your inside powers to break out, to break out this uh, magical circle that's actually surrounding you. So I hope uh, that now this point actually understood. And one more comment that it's very important to emphasize, also uh, uh, according your text, that we have to do that very relative. You're right. I'm not talking about faster and faster and faster and faster. You may be disappear from the fast. So I just mean do it um, relative, of course. Do it uh, in a logical way, but do it. It's very important to do it. Well, I have some news from uh, the last radio show. It actually was a repeated uh, broadcast in the last um, week. But we actually received a few questions uh, from since, uh, since that. So I would like to read um, some of your questions from um, one program ago. Um, well, uh, the first question is, Hi, how can I as a parent motivate my daughter to do better in her English studies? She is very bright, but her teacher tells me she is not focusing in class. Well, first of all, I would like to make very happy announcement 
for you, dear parent. Um, your daughter is very, very health, and she is going just to write a book. Because each one of us, when we have uh, been students, there was some uh, professions that we didn't like to learn. So let's say that the English studies is very boring for, for her. It's very boring for her, and she doesn't want to learn it, and this is very, very nature. I'm not meaning to say that you support her at this point, but you as a parent have to understand it. It's very, very naturally. There is some sections of uh, the studies that is heavy for her or difficult for her, or just merely they, she, she doesn't want to learn it, and it's very nature. So as you emphasize, she's very bright, and she has a problem to focus in in class. Well, you write me uh, which grade she is, but let's speak as we used to speak in a general lines only. Um, since when she's not focusing in the, in, the, in the class? I mean, if it started right now and she's already in fifth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, you have to know that maybe this specific um, teacher just boring. I'm sorry for, for my, uh, you know, strong words, but it actually happens a lot of times. If you can see that in another classes, in another teachers, she's very bright, and she's doing here her homework, and she's excellent, so the problem is not in, uh, in your daughter. Maybe the problem is in a teacher. She's just boring. Or maybe she's boring your specific daughter. And if uh, the focusing problem uh, actually is uh, since uh, first grade or second grade, so you have to check it out. Maybe there is a problem, but don't go hurry with that. I uh, recommending to you uh, to, to get a consultation before you wish to take your child, your daughter, uh, to a treatment or something like this. Um, well, one more news we have uh, from the last radio show. Is it recommend to send an insecure child for consulting if they want, uh, if they want, want to go? They don't want to go, excuse me. Well, uh, definitely not. Don't do that. Your child doesn't want to go uh, to consultation because inside his heart he is feeling something with wrong, is wrong with me. And it's a very huge uh, affected, effective uh, on his dignity. And the damage you may get from such a visit uh, in consultation especially when you're a child and he is insecure child and he doesn't want to go to force him will give you nothing there is no gain at it and second you affect his dignity 
And so the long term is a huge damage. So first of all, don't do that. How to take care of his uh, a prob- problem of insecure? I just uh, can tell you that you can call me every night between the hours of 10 p.m. up to 12 midnight, um, and maybe when we speak about it, I, I hope we have a more clear uh, picture to know how to do how to dealing with it. Well, our phone number for your text is three four seven nine two seven eighty three nine eight. To the rest of your text, right after uh, a musical break that Iran uh, will play right now. So go ahead. Father in heaven. Ah, 
הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי כל יום רביעי בין 10 ל-12 בצהריים רק ברדיו הידברות said 
she isn't completing reading or instru- or instruction. How can I help? Well, um, we have to make the diagnostic. What is the problem? Are we talking about discipline issues? And let us know uh, in text message, in fast text message. Uh, are you feeling that um, the source of the problem expressing actually uh, by discipline issues? So that's why she doesn't do what you ask from her? Or maybe this is a specific difficult just for studies when she's sitting in the classroom. We have to know what is the source of it. Now, if the source of it and you feel that the issue is more wider and it's actually expressed by a discipline issue, there is a very simple way to learn why we need discipline and how we implement discipline in our home. Um, I just can um, tell you that you'll find a lot of lectures of mine uh, dealing with discipline on the website of jritradio.com. <clears throat> and then you can find a few lectures speaking about uh, discipline. This is very long issue. Um, but I cannot you know, finish this answer without saying something, at least. So you have to know that the secret of discipline is to be um, consistent. I mean, it doesn't matter how many demands you ask from her a day. And we work to demand as less as we can. I mean, take two things or maybe three things that it's most important to you that she will do and put a focus on this demand, not more than that. But you have to know that when we approach to ask her to do something, please, you know that you have all the time right now to stand consistently and wait until she will do that. And don't make a choice. Don't choose uh, something that is very, very difficult for her. And I'm not talking about something that they need a mental sources for it. I'm just talking about discipline demands. Let's say I want you to put uh, the garbage can can outside, or I want you to get a bed. To, to get a bed, or I wanted to take a shower, something like this, something that she not she doesn't need uh, mental powers for it. Choose for yourself two or three things, and take two weeks to train to training her to follow your orders. Now, let's say for the example that you choose um, to tell her, I want you. Um, to go sleep, to go to the bed. So now, since you say that, you are standing next to her and you don't go anywhere. And don't let her to play her toys or do something. You can hold her hand, even if you hold strong, but without any anger. If you feel that you're angry inside, leave it. It will not give you nothing. But if you feel you control yourself, 
hold her hand and tell her, I'm not going to move from here until you go your bed. And stay consistent, even if it takes 30 minutes, even, even if it takes a whole hour, stay consistent. Now, you actually choose only two or three demands for all those two weeks. And you put all your focus just for those two demands. But the huge gain you get is that during the time she getting used to the fact when mommy says something or daddy says something, I have to do that. There is no any way out of that. I will have to do that. So during the time she worked to do that and make it done and get you off her bag, instead of start to getting into an argument with you when she actually knows she's going to lose. And don't take it, take it like a fight. Think always inside your mind. Actually, you grant her very important tool for her life. Because when you raise disciplined children, it makes very big impact for their life. Someone who grew up with a health discipline at the right way, he will be with self-discipline when he will say, in order for himself, when he have a um, very important decision for his life, he knows that a word is something that he's committing because that's what he saw in his house. He saw when mommy says something, when daddy says something, I have to do that because a word has its value, has its power. That's the world he know. So now when he grow up and he getting to a very strong decision for his life, he will follow his own orders. He will be consistent with it. What is the problem of the, the, of the generation? It is not the consistency. It is. Because we all fool with good decisions. But actually, we cannot implement anything. It's not practice. Why? Because we are very strong in decisions, but not on deeds. But if someone grew in a house, in a home, that he knows, he internalized that when daddy and mommy say a word, it's, it has its value. It has, it's, it's committing me. That's the word he know. Second gained, you have, if you grow up disciplined children, they will have iracha mind. What is the concept of iracha mind? Iracha mind. It's meaning that I'm internalized. There is an authority above on me that's commanding me. There is boss to this world. There is a manager for this creation. It's not hefker. So I'm committing myself to my Lord, to Hashem. 
Because when he was in the infancy, he saw in his own home, he saw how the parents, that actually they were the authorities in the house, when they say something, it's committing him. When they had their decisions, they were consistent with him until he make it. Now when he is getting adult, to be adult, he exchanged the authorities from his parents to Hashem. But that's the world he knows. There is no world without manager. So when he was a little one, he knows the manager is the parents. But now he knows the manager, the big lord of the world, is Hashem. So we have Yerat Shamayim, because he put himself under the authority's orders. And the third critical um, gain in the disciplined children is when they actually see that when they were younger, there was parents around them. And the parents were images of authoritarianism, of strong parents. When the parents express expressing strongness, I'm not talking about aggression. I'm talking about firmness. When they have their firmness, so actually they demonstrate in front of their child that he is in a strong hand. So he grow up and he feels that he is growing up in a safe place. The world is not a place that's scaring him. He feels safe. And when you grow up in a safety place, in a safety feeling, you see the world in a positive way. You can put a trust on people. You don't suspect any person you meet at first. You're not suspect your neighbors or anything around you, because you used to see the world as a safe place. So actually you feel your self-confidence. You're not scary. You're very calm down. And then, when you grow up, you can see an adult with a self-confidence. And you're just right here. that there is a problem of um, self-confidence. Where did it... It came from. It came from this issue of discipline. Well, this is in a short way, but if you want um, the elaboration of this issue, you can see on the website of jritradio.com, you can see all our radio shows dealing with um, the issue of uh, discipline. Our phone number... For your text is three four seven 
927-827-8398. The email box is abrahameducation at gmail.com. To be with us live on air, 718-683-5858. We are going to a small musical break, and then we'll be back in the rest of your question. Bevakasha. Yes. 
התוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. כל יום רביעי בין 10 ל-12 בצהריים, רק ברדיו הידברות. Hi, dear listeners. We're here back with you. You're listening to Haveret Anolad live right now. And uh, we have a few minutes remain uh, to our radio show. So I would like to approach one more um, text message that you uh, sent us. How do you explain children that behave very well in school, but at home they don't listen so well? It is good or bad. What is your opinion, and how can we motivate them to listen also in the home? Well, the question is very general, and we just spoke a few words about the discipline and how we make it and how to implement at house. And you can see uh, a lot of times that you can find a little child when he's behaved very well. In school, but in a house he's used the the ne- the most negative way, or you can find it the opposite of it. You can find a child that at home his discipline very excellent, but at school he's always rampant he do actually he do doing whatever he wants, and sometimes. We depend the problem uh, at a child. We have to know that if you can see a child, that there is some places that he's very, very disciplined, it means he has the abilities to be disciplined. And sometimes you can see a child that he, make, he makes a lot of mess in school and in-house, But when you're going to visit grandmama or you're going to visit the aunt, you can see that his behavior just like a miracle have been changed from side to side. How it happens? It doesn't mean that he's, he, he has not, you know, has the abilities to be disciplined. It's actually pointed out That we as educators has the problem that we don't know how to discipline him and sometimes the first action we actually acting is to force him to do that to yell at him or maybe even hit him but it doesn't work maybe for the short term but for the long term you Is very great damage for his personality because you have to understand that one of the most critical influence about our child's personality and not specific our child every one of us when you hurt his dignity 
when you hurt someone's dignity, you're actually breaking his life. Because the dignity of a personality, actually this is the, the essential of his life. We have to remember that. And always remember, even if you want to educate your child, even if you want to put him on his place, you want to stop him from doing something, always keep his dignity. Always you have to take um, attitude of respectful. Be very careful about it. This is the most factors of all the damages in education. When you want to get something, you want to get him doing something right now, you actually hurry up to affect his dignity, to hurt him. And you cannot even evaluate what damage is until he's getting adult. And then, we all know, it's too late already. And in a few words, I would like to approach for the teachers of yours, dear listeners, or educator of yours, dear listener. You have to remember, even if you manage a classroom, even, even if you manage 40 students in one class, Remember this rule. You want to keep your authority. You want them to respect you. First of all, respect them. Keep their dignity. This is very critical issue. When you hurt someone, you can break him down for all his future. Believe me, it's just like this. Do you know how many people, already adults, today, they're walking around themselves for all their life without doing something with the very negative self-image? And deep down, they feel they're worthless. You know why? Because they had one teacher and one grade that baked them down. He affected their dignity. This is very, very critical, and we have to remember it. So, you, dear listener, you have to find a way, and there is a way, and you can learn from the lectures on the website of Jerry Radio how to implement the discipline in a house. But remember, the attitude is coming from a place of dignity. I respecting you. I'm not degrading you. Do not insult him. Because then you got nothing. Well, the listeners, um, our radio show is getting to its end. And I would like to remind you, if you want to send... Um, letters, questions, maybe private questions, everything you want, you can send me an email all over the week 
and uh, I shall try to attend to each one of your um, emails. My email address is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Abrahameducation without space is one word. Abrahameducation at gmail.com. My phone numbers, if you want to talk with me uh, private, you can do it at 972-357-8833. I repeat, 972-357-8833. Or you can try to reach me on my cell phone, usually uh, five minutes uh, after this radio show. Every Wednesday, of course, uh, you can reach me. Nine seven two five four eight four zero nine six six nine. Also, if you want details about my visits in New York or in the United States, or if you would like to invite me to lecture in your community, we have a special Shabbatonim for you. You can do it um, via those uh, the same numbers. Or you can reach Ilana, 347-893-9994. Dear listeners, thank you for your questions, for your comments. Thank you for your listening. And keep listening to J-Rich Radio. And Shavua Tov for all our dear listeners. I would like to thank Iran Jacob for his uh, uh, professional, that he take all the technical part of this uh, broadcasting to bring my voice from here, the studio in Israel, to your ears somewhere in New York. Thank you very much. Be well.